Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 31, The Lost World. <laughs> Today is a very special Pass Forward Podcast where we're concentrating on one year Just and one. one year only. And the subtitle of this episode is a big hint for, for you. But first things first, I am Corey Draper. And with me as always are my friends... <laughs> I was trying to come Debatable. up with a, I was trying to come up with a different <laughs> adjective. Uh, are we friends, I, though? All I have is friends. That's all I got for you guys today. <laughs> so, uh, with me as always are my buddies, your buddies, your pals, <laughs> my amigos. <laughs> Just say your names. Oh, sorry, my name is Colin. I'm one of his friends. Colin Harmon. Yes. And Wes, Al- Wes Allen. No diggity, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, play on, playa. That was very well uncoordinated of us. Yes, yeah. but also as a hint, as we are talking about the year 1997. Sure to get down, Wow, that was a great uh, <laughs> collaboration. of 97. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the Conan bit. I don't yeah. know what you're doing. So lucky for you guys, this is the whole episode. We're talking about all the year 1997, what happened, what was going on in pop culture, what we were doing in 1997. Hope you guys can play along with us. If you want to join in on the conversation, email us at passforwardcast at AOL.com or at passforwardcast on Twitter or find us on Facebook. Yes. We're all over the place. Mm -hmm. So obviously this isn't going to be like live interaction, but if you hear this and it strikes up your memories, feel free to interact with us. We love talking to you guys uh, about all things 80s, 90s. So, to start things off, we're talking about the year 1997. So, in order to get us all in the same mindset, let's talk about some big events, some some things that were going on in our world in 1997. Yeah. What was happening? What was happening? So, 1997 was the year that Mike Tyson bit off Evander Holyfield's ear. Ooh. Tasty event. Mm. Yes. Kid the be scared me. Do you guys have one? Uh, ooh, um, let's see. What other thing? That was uh, I, me- I remember that being a really big deal in '97. That that was the year that the first cloned mammal was like the dolly, the sheep. Oh, the sheep. Oh, yeah. That was '97. I remember people were freaking out about. Yeah, cloning. that was the that end really times. Creepy. That was, was the end. Is that when yeah. Multiplicity came out? <laughs> I think <laughs> I feel it like was that was inspired. like the year of cloning. I think that was the sequel to Dolly. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we have uh, many cloned sheep and many Michael Keatons. Yep, mm. <laughs> naturally. That's all we need. <laughs> that was the year that Princess Diana uh, died. Is that really true? That is correct. I yes. didn't want to lead out with that. that wow. Is, that is, yeah. That was so Candle in the Wind, obviously, then. Yes. Okay. Elton John. Uh, yeah. Or I guess the, the remake of Candle in the Wind, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. So. Yeah, that was a crazy. That's the year Steve Jobs came back to Apple Computers, too. Oh. Which is a, a little nugget there. Yeah, so if you were into computers and whatnot then, that was a big thing for you. Yeah. It was also the year, we'll take it into sports, Tiger Woods became the youngest golfer to win the Masters Ooh. at 21 years of age. He what was, were you doing when you were 21? I was not winning the Masters. Not winning millions of dollars by winning a major in <laughs> golf. <laughs> that is That's really sure. crazy. And it's so funny because, I mean, he dominated. I mean, everybody knew that this guy was amazing and he was so young and he had a bright future. And even then people were saying how he's going to break all the records and he's won plenty of majors since then, but unfortunately has not won one in 10 years. So he's had a major downturn. Yes. By the way, 1997 
was 20 years ago. I don't know if any of you have oh, that in your mind. Gosh, so that it is was 20 years tragic, ago. but incredible. So what else happened in 97? Notorious B.I.G. Just uh, yeah. R.I.P. Just depressing events that I... Which then about. followed um, P. Diddy, or I guess Puff Daddy at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I'll Be Missing You, mm-hmm. the remake of I'll Be Watching You came out. And that was pretty yeah. big. That, was, that whole album was a goldmine mm-hmm. back in the day. Puff Daddy and the Family. Something else that happened that's uh, near and dear to my soul, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone was first published in the UK. Oh, that's right, because it was a year earlier. Um, did it come out yeah. in the UK first? It came out in the UK first, that's and right. the US didn't get it until 1998. Did you fly over and read it? Oh, did I? <laughs> I actually had never heard about Harry Potter until the movies came out. Yeah, so. I'm in the same boat with that. Which is very unfortunate, because it came out in 1997. I was in fifth slash sixth grade. Would have been the perfect time, because I was the exact age of Harry at oh, that man. time. So I really missed out there. Missed opportunity. Yeah, I remember uh, it being a big deal as a, you know, as admittedly a very big Disney fan that Lion King the Musical came out and was on Broadway uh, in 1997, which it still is today. That's kind of crazy. 20-year run on Broadway. It's a pretty big deal. Was that the first, I mean, do you know off the top of your head, was that the first, like, musical that was made off of a Disney movie? I mean, obviously, except maybe, like, Snow White or something that's obviously already popular, but... Yeah, maybe off of an animated film. Yeah. I could look that up, but uh, off the top of my head, I think that's what was such a big deal about it. Yeah, I remember it was su- super huge and obviously successful because yeah. it's still going. Yeah. Stomp was a Disney movie, right? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anything else you guys Michael got? Flatley. Anything, any other big news? Any uh, big events happening in 97? Hmm. I mean, I know that was a big, uh, that was the year, which I'm surprised this is one something I'm saying than you're not was the year that uh, The Simpsons was officially dubbed the longest-running sitcom. I Yes, I was going to get into that later. but sorry. That, yeah. Well, sorry for getting Spoiler ahead of us. Alert. Sorry. But you're right. But that yeah, is, that was, I remember that being like a really big deal. Because I remember it seeing that is. like on the news mm-hmm. of, at that time. It, it makes me wonder, number one, when are they going to quit? Because they haven't yet. Crazy. But also, I wonder if Family Guy and South Park are then going to be gunning for them after oh, that. Yeah. So that is true. South Park obviously is next in line. Yeah, but, uh, which started in 97. We'll see. Yeah, so 19, the only other, other thing I have for 97 is Bill Clinton was started his second term in yes, 97. Yes, he did. Yeah. That was so. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, well hopefully everybody's caught up. This is hopefully Welcome every, everybody's mind is in 1997. You have yeah. time traveled. Put on your slap bracelet. Yep. Get your so pack ready. Let's do it. Everybody here and everybody listening, let's think about what were you doing in 97? How old were you and what was going on in your life? Ooh. I was 13 years old in 1997, mm-hmm. which was a very awkward year for me. Mm-hmm. Everything about me was kind of like a mess. Like I was, <laughs> I was still like somewhat like pig pen, like like a <laughs> like a kid, but I was still wanted to try and be a cool teenager. So like I was just kind of a mixture of things. I had a butt cut, Ooh. and like still had like kid like t-shirts, but like wore jinkos and running shoes, and it was just kind of like a mixture of things. Yep, and. Uh, but in 97, like, I was super – I got super into music. I started collecting CDs at that point. Uh, I kind of hit my second wave of, like, comic book reading, read a lot of Wizard magazine, and I played a lot of video games at that time. I feel like the whole persona of a gamer kind of started in that era because okay. that's when, like, video games kind of became nerdy and, like, kind of, like, elaborate. And – uh I got the internet. I first got the internet in 97. 
I went to my first no. concert in 19, 1997, oh, wow. which was No Doubt in Weezer. I went with my mom. It was ah, very awkward. Amazing. Uh, last, last time I went trick-or-treating was in 97. And the first time that I skipped out on seeing an anime, a Disney movie, was in 97, which was Hercules. Mm. Wait, so you haven't gone trick-or-treating for 20 years? No. Wow. I haven't. Impressive. That is an impressive achievement. I think I did go trick-or-treating in high school even, so. <laughs> I've gone within like the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> but did like, you have a child living, with you? Since living in Georgia. Because uh, if that counts, then yeah, I've done it in the last few years. If you have yeah, a child with you. <laughs> I guess that's true. I did dress up though. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, of course. Yeah. Any, any excuse to dress up. Yeah. So, Colin, where were you? Uh, I was still living in California. I was wearing Union, Bi- Union Bay uh, <laughs> side-striped denim. I don't know if that was a kicker for any mm. of you guys. No, yeah. That was a big year for that. I was probably uh, constantly rocking either a gotcha T-shirt because mm. um, that was a bit, I don't know if you guys ever wore those. Yes. And then I had, like, a- other than that, pretty much Nike everything. <laughs> I think it's when I got, like, the uh, original Penny Hardaways. Oh, yeah. Uh, Basketball shoes; those were a good run. Uh, I, I would like have been Adidas thirteen years old. Then. Adidas were big. Uh, I can't remember if I had. That was before I had Kobe's. I think basketball shoes were a big deal. They were. I had Chris Webber's at one point. Ah, very fun. I've met him. Um, but yeah, it was like a really. Did he call a timeout? <laughs> Sports joke. <laughs> That's too soon. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was, we were definitely doing that. I was starting, uh, the seventh grade, which was, um, a very odd time of year. Uh, for me specifically, uh, I remember that was when, um, two things happened. I learned that I needed to wear deodorant real bad. (laughs) And I was made aware of that in the same week that someone told me that I should talk less because my voice sounded funny because my voice was changing like a lot. Because some people like their voice gets like, you have the voice cracks, but my voice got from like sixth grade little kid voice to like basically the voice I have now. <laughs> That's crazy. Like in the same sentence. You're like you know, chocolate pro- rain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so it was a really like weird thing where I got really self-conscious about talking in classes or answering answering questions or even talking to my friends outside of like it being uh, necessity. Like I just didn't want to do it. And uh, it's been a really interesting thing to even like now that my brain is to like get past. Like I'll be sitting in a meeting or whatever and just not say any words. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. My voice isn't as weird as it once was. <laughs> I still have to, like, wow. consciously get wow. past it that I was just like, I'll just listen. That's better. And yeah. like, it started to write that in my head then. That It's really wild to think about. Well, 1997 was also an awkward year for me as a year younger than you guys. I was going into middle school. Mm. Left fifth grade at the spring of 97, entered middle school at the fall of 97, and was still holding on dearly to my childhood, wearing <laughs> a Space Jam jersey a yeah. year later, and uh, <laughs> still holding on tightly to my Sega Saturn while everybody else had a Nintendo 64. Uh-huh. Nerd. Um, Sega Saturn, that's a great sound. And then realizing that suddenly, oh, uh, everybody's trying to be an adult now while I'm trying to be a kid still. But then not doing anything about it and therefore being made fun of a whole lot in middle school. So yeah. it was probably a rough year for me, but at the same time, it wasn't. The, I probably wasn't the worst. I feel like the worst was in when I got to seventh grade. And yeah. That was probably the worst. But yeah. A lot of rayon shirts. Yeah. I think that was probably uh, when I was starting to heat, uh, feel a little bit of peach fuzz on my upper lip. Ah. And I thought it was so cool I refused to shave it probably for like a year, as middle school boys do. Yeah. When they first discover facial hair, they – Wait, way too long to shave it because they think it, they think it makes like, them look manly. It's like yeah, a status yeah. symbol. That's that, funny. You know, put the puts rub some milk on that. Let the cat lick it off. Is what my 
That's <laughs> what my grandfather used to say. That's an old-fashioned sentence. <laughs> yep. I like it. Yeah, so... Uh, awkward stages, basically, is what I'm gathering from yes. all of our experiences. Yeah, it was a weird time of discovery, that's for sure. Yes. So, now we're going to move into the pop culture section. Okay. And I want to ask everybody what their favorite of, of these categories were. So, okay. a lot of really good movies came out in 97. One very particular one did. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I, I wonder if we're going to have some duplicates here. Okay. So, what was your favorite movie? In 1997, Colin, you look very excited. Yeah, to go ahead. You're uh, like for jumping me, off your chair right now. Like almost a life-changing movie in a way that I'm super not proud of is Austin Powers. Oh, oh that is and good, I good one. loved that movie. For yeah. I watched it over and over again. Would quote it incessantly. Like, oh my gosh, Mike Myers absolutely coming to life in that. I mean, granted, he was on SNL like at that point and did a lot of that kind of stuff, but. But he like completely transformed himself for that. So like it, it yes. wasn't very like Mike Myers. Mm-hmm. It was like it yeah. was a t- different persona. For but just sure. such a funny movie style. Like the whole movie was just the movie itself as a concept was a yep. joke. Like it wasn't a movie full of jokes. Yeah. Yep. Like I just thought that was one of the funniest like risks that it looked like that movie would just not be made now. Yes. That I think is so fun that that happened. I still love that movie. That's probably in my top all-time comedy. So oh that's a gosh. great pick. It really is. I, see, I didn't think of that one because I didn't see it until well after it was in theaters. Okay. I saw it on VHS probably right before the second one came out. Okay. But you're, you're completely right. Like that, <laughs> that movie is – the amount of jokes in that movie that are just so good. Yeah. And they're just like weird throwaway jokes and they're like making yes. fun of like Great Britain in like weird ways. Yeah. But yeah. like ways that I'm like, oh, but I'm kind of jealous of Great Britain because that's funny. Like they had such a fun culture. And it holds up even though it's dated because he's coming to the 90s and this is the 90s, yeah. 1997. It's still fun to look look at the, the technological advances, quote unquote, at that time. So like he opens up his laptop and you hear the, you've got mail. <laughs> yeah. and he does the pump up sneakers and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, it's, it's such a time capsule. I think it, I I think it holds it. up. It's so great. I think for me, it would probably be uh, Men in Black. Another uh, good one. I think the world like uh, was dis- dis- desensitized to this movie by now, but like it was such an awesome movie. It came out. It came out. It had such a great tone to it. It was like a comedy, but it wasn't like stupid or goofy. But it kind of had like a fifties sci-fi vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it still had like really like impressive modern effects to it. And I remember I saw the trailer for this movie and like it was like right off the tail end of uh, Independence Day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, is Will Smith doing like an Independence Day like <laughs> sequel? But because it was like another alien type of movie. But yeah, like that movie was like completely awesome for me. And the soundtrack was good. Yeah, that was that was, was that the I guess that was the first one he did a, a song for. A movie. Yeah. A movie. Yeah. That kind of relaunched his like rap career yeah. in a way. And that video and that song was huge. Yeah. Like I remember learning Darren's dance grooves to Men in Black. <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. I mean I remember <laughs> dancing in middle school dances to that, you know, mm-hmm. slide with me, just slide with me, <laughs> stepping on stepping on people's feet and yeah. stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not so good at sliding. I don't sliding. know. Yeah, I don't know how it was in the, like, I guess, young adult world, but Will Smith was at least huge for us middle schoolers. Oh, yeah, yeah he was unbelievable. Sure. Yeah. He was, like, the king of the 90s, I felt like, in a weird way. And I haven't seen Men in Black in a long time, but I, I've always loved that movie. Yeah, it still holds up Another very great well. choice. Yeah. So I chose another comedy and another one for me that I wouldn't say is revolutionary. <laughs> but it revolutionary. Titanic? Is, yes. <laughs> 
Um, it, it, it was one that I just, I still laugh when I watch it. It's just so great. And I think it's his best movie. And that's Liar Liar. Uh, that's oh, yeah. talking about too. Jim Carrey. Of all the, I mean, a lot of people will say Dumb and Dumber, but just, I think Liar Liar shows the extent to, to which Jim Carrey can go as far as his talent. It I was mean, definitely like the Jim Carrey show. Only he can do that role. It yeah. was so good the way he does physical comedy, and that was his peak. Yeah. And it's such a funny movie. Yeah. And even the way they did the bloopers and the credits. I, yes. I know that had been done before, but like just watching Jim Carrey do like a extra cutscenes, I still do that like to this day. Anytime yes. I have like tinfoil or a napkin, I still have <laughs> figured out how to quickly fold it into a goose the way he does that. <laughs> that was one of those movies that like it was rare, rare that we bought movies, but that was one that we bought and I watched it over yep. and over and over again. And I remember seeing it in the theater and I had to see it again because I was laughing so hard. Like <laughs> yeah. I missed yeah. like half the movie. Oh, yeah. Gosh, such the a The pen is blue. <laughs> uh, okay, so we'll move on to. Well, like, I guess we, we should we talk about Titanic because I feel okay, like that yeah, was like other movies. That was that like were. the major movie. That okay, came yeah, out. yeah. Like I remember, there was like lines and lines for weeks after that movie came out. I remember when I saw it, there was like a lady that was standing in front of me, and she said that she had seen it ten times at that point. That is crazy. Ten times. Yeah, I. It was Goodness. a terrible, <clears throat> a terrible time to be a middle schooler because. A middle school boy, particularly, number one, because if you saw it with your family, it got really awkward. Yeah, right at the beginning of VHS number two. Yes. <laughs> you know the exact time code, huh? Uh-huh. So, number one, that, but then also, you know, this is a time when you're, like, really into girls, and they were all obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Like, yeah. he was suddenly, like, the pinnacle of manhood for middle school yeah. girls. So, there was just no competing with him, and I was super jealous of him and hated him forever for it. Yeah. And the thing that is a bummer is like Kate Winslet was not the yin to his yang in that situation of like oh, no. attractive human being, <laughs> yes. goddess in movie. No offense, she's very nice. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> like, but I mean, if you ask every guy, every guy, they'd be like, yeah, you know, right? They wouldn't, you know, she's not. Yeah, I feel like for me as a guy watching the movie, the best part of that whole movie is the guy that hits the propeller when he falls off. This <laughs> 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 is pretty messed up, but my gosh, that was such like a funny detail they left in that movie. So other movies that were in this. Year freaking Batman and Robin Bat- ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably a low light. Another uh, low light. Speaking of Anaconda, oh, kind of sequels, <laughs> but um, the Lost World, mm-hmm. which was the subtitle to this. It, it was okay. Like yeah. I feel like it gets a lot more flack than it deserved. It like I kind of enjoyed it for what it was, but it's definitely not holds a candle to the original. Uh, Star Trip, Starship Troopers, mm-hmm. very campy. Yeah. Very campy, but also I kind of liked it because I was a middle schooler. Yeah, cult classic. The Fifth Element. Oh, that movie scared me. Also campy, but very good. That's a movie that like would be very much in my wheelhouse, but I've never seen it before. You'd enjoy Mm -hmm. it. It's scary. (laughs) It's scary. (laughs) Well, I mean, 13-year-old me thought it was scary. Uh, Good Burger also came out that year. Oh, man. Who loves all in soda? <laughs> I remember Full Monty came out that year, and I feel like everybody did a parody of like the uh, male yeah, stripping the kind of thing yeah. and like twirling pants around your head. Yeah, so, still do that. Yeah, Con Air. Mm. Uh, Nick when Cage. we all realized how creepy Steve Buscemi is, that was a <laughs> that big year true. for Nick Cage. I feel like that's when he became <laughs> like an action star. Yeah. Uh, let's see what's another good one. Air Force One. I don't know if I ever saw that. Get off my plane. Yeah, I saw it. I don't remember a thing from it. 
Get off my plate. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Goodwill Hunting, which I think, did that win Best Picture that year? It should, it should have. have. Uh, yeah, okay. So, moving on, we might be able to combine these, but I'm thinking album and song. Maybe okay. say mm-hmm. your favorite album from that year and song, and I'll start it off. Yeah. So, favorite, there's so many good songs in this year when I was just kind of going through the list, and it was really, really difficult to choose. So I have kind of a list of three, but if I had to choose one thinking of who I was and what I listened to the most in that time was Don't Speak by No Doubt. Okay. Mm. That was probably my favorite song. And album, this is more looking back to what I appreciate now, and I feel like the best album that came out that year was The Color and the Shape by Foo Fighters, which Uh. included songs like Everlong and My Hero. Mm. So... Those are those were my favorites, but there's really so many to choose from. It's hard to get it wrong here. Yeah, like I, I've said many a times that like Blink One Two Dude Ranch is definitely like yes. that's my favorite album. But I feel like I've already talked enough about Blink, so well, I feel like my other one would probably be like Third Eye Blind's uh, self-titled mm-hmm. album. It's yep. like I feel like that was like the soundtrack of my life in '97. And it spawned five singles from it, but Semi Charm Life was like definitely like the song of that album and probably like one of the top songs of the 90s. Uh, even though it was like super catchy and, and fun and full of sunshine, it seemed like it would be like in a paper towel commercial or something. But the <laughs> lyrics were about meth and speed and being totally messed up <laughs> yeah, and like paper towel commercial. Yeah, it's just. But yeah, like that that album was like amazing. Well, I mean, Dude Ranch is a great call too. I I, I would have said that one, but I feel like I didn't really discover Dude Ranch until like a year or two later. Yeah. But I did have Damn It listed as one of my top yeah. songs from that year. Yeah, that was definitely a good one. That's a good one. Uh, for me, these these are different categories in my own head between different album and different uh, the best music, best album. But like I'll be missing you, Puff Daddy. I mm-hmm. loved that whole album and song, but that song specifically. There, Mo Money, Mo Problems came out that year. Uh, that was like, my favorite rap song. Really? Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good collab a right one. there. No info for the DEA. Sorry, go ahead. Federal agents, man, because I'm like. Uh, Hypnotize by B.I.G. came out that year. Mm. Uh, Barbie Girl came out in 97. Oh, my gosh. Which is, like, not a favorite song, but notable. Um, but the, I think the one that kind of blows my mind music-wise is, like, that is the year that uh, Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground came mm. out. Yep. Which I just appreciate because I don't really know why that's a good song. Yeah. <laughs> like, but the fact that I, that is a household name it for is. a band and a song, and that song just sucks like yeah. it is not a good song but it was so outside of like the norm then that i feel like is what made it really stand out in a yeah. way uh, so those are songs that i really liked Pro- so probably mo money mo problems i'll be missing you is my favorite song but uh favorite album was ultimate dance party 1997 <laughs> because oh my gosh was that the compilation for the century it made me so <laughs> popular at parties to be the person that showed up with my cds I'd be like, hey, you want to DJ? I'm like, no, let me just pop in Ultimate Dance Party 1997 <laughs> and let the good times roll. Like, oh, my gosh, it was awesome. Because that had uh, Another Night on there by mm. Real McCoy, mm. uh, Boom, Boom, Boom by the Quad, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come and Ride the hell. Train by the Quad City DJs. Oh, yeah. The Macarena by Lil Del Mar. Like, and the Macarena was obviously like 1995, or six, six right? Yeah, somewhere in there. But like, it just like was still crushing three years later for whatever reason because the '90s moved at a snail's pace. Uh, <laughs> but there was like uh, "Be My Lover" by Labouche, 
there's an Ace of Base song on there. Like, I like to move it, move it was on there. (laughs) My Reel to Reel, like, oh my gosh. It was just like hit after hit after hit in the dance party category in my brain that it was such a magic compilation that I couldn't have asked for better. You know, and just... We'll just keep listing songs from 97 because, I mean, okay, Tub Thumping came out in 97. That was 97? Yeah. Bittersweet Symphony, which Ugh. was another one on my list, right? That's Almost still such it. a great song. People I love and or hate that song. There's yeah. no in between. I love it. It's definitely been overplayed, but, like, man, that song, like, gives me chill bumps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so Song 2 by Blur. Mm-hmm. Woohoo! <laughs> well done, Yeah. I wore that one out for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I remember in middle school, just my friend and I getting into like a loop of going, woohoo. And we would just time it and only say the woohoo part. And and we would do it in the hallway. I still have no idea what I still have no idea what other words he says. Uh, Do you think they regret naming that song Yes. Yeah, probably. Instead of just woohoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mentioned Foo Fighters. Monkey Ranch came out. I mean, obviously those things from that, those mm-hmm. songs from that album. Uh, Celine see. Dion, My Heart Will <laughs> Go course, On. Uh, well, yeah. I feel like you Along cannot get away Titanic. from that. I remember me and my friend would always watch like the, the video music countdown on VH1, and that would always be number one, and we'd be like who's, so mad. Every yeah, who's voting time. for this? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, which I feel like really started like that movie, Men in Black, uh, that movie, Titanic, uh, like releasing a very hit song with uh, deliberately at the release Mm -hmm. for their movie was like what made the Armageddon movie like just crush Mm -hmm. because it was like the only thing better in 98 than the movie Armageddon in most people's minds, not everyone's, was the Armageddon soundtrack because it was good. you You can't hear Armageddon and not immediately think of that song that you like, don't want to close just, your eyes yes and that you don't want to fall asleep <laughs> i feel like movies and songs don't do that anymore they don't leverage each other like that yeah other than trolls they crushed it <laughs> oh yeah that's true uh, yeah that's a good point yep retracted <laughs> <laughs> all right so now we're going to move on and i think i added this so you might have to go off the top of your head guys but my best curveball uh video game of oh, 97 gosh. so i will start since i threw the curveball but, and I'll take the best one, GoldenEye came out in 1997, oh, yeah, which was... before Halo, that was the game, the first, per- first person multiplayer shooter game uh-huh. that everybody played and everybody had if they had an N64. The, the multiplayer maps on that and the different weapons that you could have, it was amazing. And had, I think, I don't know if it was the first time you could have a four player uh, first person shooter, but that was definitely the most popular one. And I just have so many memories in that year and beyond playing that game with my yeah. friends and getting blown up by proximity mines and yeah, timed mines. trying to kill someone with a clobber and yeah. only golden a clob. <laughs> yeah. So I remember like one guy would always bring in his N64 to study hall and we would play oh, that man. game oh, like great. every day. I don't know what teacher let us do over that. Here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, probably mine would be Gran Turismo. Okay. Like, I, I, I rented that game like crazy. I don't know why we didn't just buy it. But, like, yeah, I played that on PlayStation. I, I remember a summer, that summer, I played that so much. Yeah. See, I never had, like, a, a different console. I only had Super Nintendo. So I was probably still crushing through some Mario Kart <laughs> and trying to beat my Ghost <laughs> Driver, like, even in 97. Uh, I think probably w- the game that I played on friends who had N64 the most was Wave Race. Oh, uh, yeah. I played the wheels off of that pun. Mm. Uh, but, like, 
<laughs> my gosh, that game was so fun, like trying to beat each other and just like the, even the physics of the water and how yeah. it changed racing. Because I'm like US, like I played a ton of racing games like Gran Turismo and things like that. Need for Speed as those started Cruising to come USA. out. Cruising USA. Cruising USA. Like all of those. I just loved playing. There was a game that called Driver, like a video game called Driver that you're like basically a wheelman. And the physics were I, so uh, I accurate. That. I remember getting so weirdly good at that game that uh, it was probably worrisome for my parents that I was going to become a wheelman. But like those kind of games were really fun. But those were kind of beyond that. I guess I was kind of just stuck in Super Nintendo world at this point in '97. It's okay. Uh, another I'm, I'm fine with it. well, and just some honorable mentions here. I mean, so this was right after N64 came out. So Star Fox came out yeah. uh, in '97, yeah, and that was, was another classic. For N64. Yeah, that was a big one for them. Which, did they ever release anything other than the original Star Fox? I don't know if they did. Why have they not made a movie of that, too? That would have been a fun one. Yeah, for real. I'm sure it's going to happen. It's basically Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Star Raccoon. And there's things I didn't play, like Tomb Raider 2, but I I get that that was... Yeah, popular. Yeah. Did, didn't a big like uh, Final Fantasy come out that yeah, year? Yeah, Final Fantasy Seven. That was the first yeah. one on PlayStation, right? Yeah, Seven. Yeah, so I remember that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah, so that's video games, and last but not least, TV show. Your favorite TV show in 1997? Did it have to come out in 97? So I went as if no, it did not have to come out in 97. Okay. But if you guys want to put that parameter on it, we can kind of do both if we want to. I feel like for 97, it was a huge year for uh, adult-oriented animation shows. Daria mm-hmm. came out that year. Oh, okay. South Park and King of the Hill came out. Wow. And I feel like that really paved the way for like things like Family Guy and like all the like Adult Swim stuff that yeah. came out a couple of years Whole later. Station. Like obviously Simpsons and Beavis and Butthead had already kind of like nailed that type of, of uh, show. But I just feel like those shows like really made it okay. Like, like yeah, you can make like animation for more adult or teenagers th- that they yep. can enjoy. And Fox has not gotten away from that adult animation. No, not at all. And they've gone hard in the paint for the last 20 years. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong. But I feel like my favorite of those was always Daria. Like, I feel like it was kind of like a spinoff of Beavis and Butthead. But yeah. it had such a different vibe to it. Like, a, like, I don't know. It was more, you felt like really cool watching it for whatever reason. Yeah. I feel like Daria gave me, uh, it was like my on-ramp to watching Dr. Katz and trying to feel smart for getting the <laughs> jokes. Like, I wanted to be like, I understand this, uh, but I didn't Sorry. probably as much as I wish that I could. <laughs> that slurping you hear is Wes uh, finishing off his, his inaugural ecto- high school. I- I'm, I'm almost out of Ecto Cooler. It might be the last time I drink Ecto Cooler oh, no. on the podcast. You heard it here, folks. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I don't know that I had a whole lot that was... Uh, ramping up in 97 but i feel like it was a heyday like home improvement was at its peak like it had one season left after that same for seinfeld like both of those i watched like crazy and like drew carey show i feel like in 97 it was still cool to watch drew carey show because it was newish yeah yeah and i feel like it It got to like it's good years then yeah like i feel like they got to a point where like you're still watching the drew carey show um but watching it then was great and i think for me which i know i'm like probably more alone in this camp with you guys but like 1997 SNL was insane. Oh, yeah. It was so yeah. good. Give us the cast. Uh, because like Will Ferrell's there. And like, so that's when um, Spartan Cheerleaders, Night at the Roxbury, oh, yeah. that he's doing with Chris uh, Kattan. Yeah. Chris Kattan is doing The Mango. Tim, Tim Meadows is doing The Ladies' Man. Uh, Norm yes. MacDonald is doing <laughs> Weekend Update. Yeah, this the latest man with all the right responses. The romantic <laughs> queer is here. It's so weird seeing you with a microphone and headphones on while saying that. <laughs> with the lady. <laughs> 
Go ahead, Kala. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, Tracy Morgan was doing Brian Fellows, Safari Planet. Oh, like, oh man. my gosh, like so many characters. So gold good. back then. And yeah. I know everybody says, like, nostalgically, you love the era of SNL that was like in your formative years. And yeah. for me, like, 97 SNL is so true. Like, it really, yeah. I felt like it, like, defined my weird, like, humor style and how, yeah. like, quick witted people like Will Ferrell were, like, setting the bar really high for mm-hmm. some of that kind of stuff that. Um, a Sherry O'Terry and people like that. Yeah. Like, it was just fantastic back then. Sherry O'Terry. Yeah, which Daryl Hammond was actually still there. Yeah. <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> so uh, that's what a great about you? one. Yeah, so if we want to go with non-1997, which goes just going on in 97, yeah. obviously, obviously it's The Simpsons for me, and that's, sure. you know, everybody knows that. But if we want to go with... <laughs> The show that started in '97 that I love the most, and that's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Really, I I knew you were gonna say watched that. it from day one with my mom because she loves those kinds of shows, and <laughs> loved it and watched it all she the way through to vampires. the end. I don't know if I knew that you were a Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, I think I've you talked a, about it. You before. were a Buffy. A Buffy buff. Uh, a Buffy buff. And that that began my mega crush on Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh. Not just a regular size crush. No, it was a mega crush. That mega was I. Crush. I feel like I've talked about this before on the podcast. But probably I have. Printed I probably that your sister I locked out. We got uh, yeah. So I yeah. we we got the internet, and so I discovered I could print things off the internet. So I printed pictures of Sarah Michelle Gellar and put them <laughs> on my wall. Like I loved Sarah Michelle Gellar because I loved Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You cut and paste, then cut and paste. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then people. I used that joke last. Kept telling, <laughs> yeah, and then people kept telling my sister that she looked like Sarah Michelle Gellar and that ended it all for me. Oh, that's a... You're just tearing all the photos off the wall. That's a weird turn of events. Listening to to (laughs) boys before boys to men. In my defense, my sister at that time got that for basically any actress you could think of in the 90s. She just had that face? It was kind of weird. People just said, you look like this person, that person. She was the face of the 90s. Like, if you named a 90s star Well, cloning was big in in 97. Who? Oh, the (laughs) comet? (laughs) Is that what you're referring to? Yes. That was a random 90s pool. I'm proud of you for that one. (laughs) That did happen in 97, I think. (laughs) Did it really? Heaven's Gate? Oh, my gosh. That was not planned. That is awesome. (laughs) Or is that different? Heaven's Gate was not the Hellbop comment. That was just the punch drinking. No, I think, I'm crossing wires here. Yeah. No, there was definitely like a cult situation with uh, Haley's comment. It looks like uh, I don't know when it was. I'm not finding it very quickly. Come on. Uh, so it looks like if I, after a quick search, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like after a quick search that uh, the Hellbop comment was uh, December 1996 and it reappeared in January 1997. Okay. How about that? Well, How about them apples? Yeah. <laughs> so you guys remember that comment? <laughs> Luck that comments. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So other another show that came out was uh that sorry I just thought of it was uh, another animated show was Spawn like HBO had a Spawn animated series that was like really oh, awesome. I remember still that. holds up very well really it's very good anyway sorry well other shows that started in '97 include Just Shoot Me. Oh, really? You guys watched Just Shoot Me? I did in rerun era. I did too, yeah. I thought it was actually a pretty decent show. Yeah. You also had Allie McBeal, The Practice. Ooga Chaka, Ooga Chaka. Yeah. Gosh, that was Allie McBeal weird... with her dancing baby. Yeah, why though? That was so weird. That it show was, was eccentric. Weird. It was very eccentric. Yeah, dancing baby in unisex bathrooms when yeah. that was unheard of. Yeah. And then... Uh, Spoiler. Dharma and Greg. 
And yeah. do you guys remember this one? Veronica's Closet with uh, Kirstie Alley. Oh, yes. I remember that. I she was like that. a fashion designer or something. Yeah. Yeah. I remember very little of it. I just remember my mom watching it. That came, that was like, uh, well, yeah, that was when Ellen had a TV show that wasn't the Ellen show as we like know it today. It was like a sitcom? Yeah, it was like a sitcom, yeah. Another one is Johnny Bravo. Man. <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. And that's all I can find at the moment. Yeah, that's good. I am Weasel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember watching a lot of all that um, in 1997. I feel like that was like that yeah. and Snick were a big deal at that point. Um, all yeah, those, I feel those like that that was still kind of acceptable like then is to watch Snick. Like you would kind of get made fun of if you watched anything else on Nickelodeon, but like all that and mm-hmm. Kenan and Kel were... We're a good pass. Yeah, there's a lot of NBC's must-see TV that was definitely crushing as well. In that oh, here's another one. Era. Bear in the Big Blue House. Ooh. <laughs> you guys remember that one? <laughs> my, my nephews probably loved it. <laughs> okay, I think that, I think we've... <laughs> we've gotten to the end. The well has gone dry, dry <laughs> on 1997, but I'm sure there's a lot of stuff we didn't mention that you guys would love to mention uh, to us. So be sure to hit us up, passforwardcast at AOL.com, at passforwardcast on Twitter, Hit us up on Facebook, Pass Forward Podcast, and Instagram even. You know, why not? And join in the conversation. What was 1997 like for you? What were your likes? What were your dislikes? We would love to hear from you. And unless you guys have anything else, that about wraps things up. Until next time. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Wow. That was... I'm so impressed right now. It was, is Madonna in here? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten that Booyah. comparison. That's all you got? That's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never never let go. (laughs) But she did.